Workplace boundaries. Is it a foreign concept in your organization? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Internal Customer Handbook, a work culture podcast for people who lead people. This unpublished book turned podcast is for people leaders who want to create 21st century work cultures that look nothing like, but this is how we've always done it. I am your host, Wendy Conrad, work culture strategist and founder of Your Happy Workplace. And if you are wondering if, why, and how ethical leadership and business can coexist, then you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Internal Customer Handbook podcast. I am your host, Wendy Kaunana today. We are talking about workplace boundaries. And this episode was inspired by a book I am currently reading titled The Sugar Jar. And the subtitle is Creating Boundaries, Embrace Self-Healing, and Enjoy the Sweet Things in Life. And the author is Yasmin Cheyenne amazing book. And the book uses the metaphor of a sugar jar to illustrate our personal resources, including time, energy, talents, etc. That's the sugar. And the lid represents our boundaries. The lid to the sugar jar represents our boundaries. And it made me think about workplace boundaries and how this is not really a conversation being had in our workplaces, or at least not until recently, because burnout culture is so ingrained in American society. And therefore we internalize that conditioning and it feels weird to talk about boundaries at work. And but also, we shouldn't be afraid to have them and communicate them and encourage them. And if there are negative consequences to that, that's how you know you are participating in an abusive work culture, whether from a leadership perspective or a team member perspective. So, story time. The last nine to five job I had, I was very clear about my boundaries, even from the beginning. And even, I didn't even know that's what I was doing, but that's what I was doing. And the job listing mentioned occasional late days. (laughs) And I asked about that in the interview. It was, of course, downplayed with the interviewer stating that it rarely happened and When it did, it was only a couple of hours extra. And when I accepted and got to this job, I realized I had been duped. And I'm sure many of you have stories about being duped. (laughs) Rare late days, quote unquote, turned out to be every other Friday with members of my department staying several hours past quitting time. And for salaried employees like myself, there was no overtime for this. Dinner was not considered. And 
I heard stories that before I got there, a few times they were staying as late as two in the morning. And the really effed up thing about it was the staying late was not necessary. The boss was the problem. And when the boss was not around, we pretty much always got the work done on time. Also, shortly after I started there, I was asked to work evenings and weekends. And this is not something I agreed to prior to accepting this job, reminding leadership that I had specifically asked about this in the interview, stating that I valued my life outside of work, which was obviously frowned upon. <laughs> and this ultimately, ultimately was the reason that I quit this job. Now, the internalized burnout culture voice that had been installed in us might say, suck it up. You're not supposed to like work. This is how life works. Stop being lazy. I'm pretty sure you could ask anyone I've worked with in the past and they would not use the word lazy to describe me. Also, is lazy even a thing? Because I've got the book Laziness Does Not Exist by Dr. Devin Price on my wish list. <laughs> also, I'm currently reading Rest is Resistance by Tricia Hersey of the Knapp Ministry, and I will link both of those in the show notes. And trust me, this stop being lazy voice was present when I communicated my work boundaries repeatedly at this job, but I had gotten to a point in my life where I wasn't afraid of saying F off to that voice. And I stood up for my boundaries and realized that what was being asked of me was not reasonable. It was exploitative. We are expected to put work ahead of everything else. That is inhumane, especially when leaders don't view team members as humans, just like themselves, who have lives and families and interests outside of work. And we place this expectation on ourselves because the system conditions us to think this way. And our binary thinking tells us that we can either A, get work done, or B, have boundaries, but not both. Of course, that's not the case. And I will link to the bonus episode from December of 2022 that talks about binary thinking, and it is currently the most popular podcast episode that I've done to date. Some examples of workplace boundaries might be no emails or phone calls after business hours, or not expecting email replies within a 24-hour period, or limiting the number of meetings in a week or a month, etc., etc., 
And of course, not all boundaries will work with all industries. There's no 10 must-have boundaries list. There's no one right way. This needs to be something that you consider and think about when you're thinking about workplace boundaries for your team and your business and your organization. With that said, get your pen and paper or voice memo app out and consider these questions. What are your organization's work boundaries? Does your organization have work boundaries in place? Do you know what your team's work boundaries are and how are those respected? Do you ask your team members to do things that you wouldn't do yourself because they overstep your boundaries? What do you do when you see team members who maybe are afraid to enforce their own boundaries? Do you take advantage of that or call it out with them? Do you encourage conversations around work boundaries in the workplace? And you may be having them without using the word boundary at all. Like the conversations I was having from story time with a past employer, I was doing it without even realizing it. Next question, what are your work boundaries and how are you enforcing those with yourself? And if you don't have work boundaries, whether that's with yourself or your organization, why not? And last question is, how does this whole conversation make you feel? What kind of thoughts are going back and forth between your internal boss and your internal employee? And I hate using those two words, but it's making a point here. What kind of things are you telling yourself in your head right now by just having this conversation? And where do you think those ideas are coming from? Who put those ideas there? That's where we're going to wrap it up today. I've been your host, Wendy Conrad of the Internal Customer Handbook Podcast, saying thanks for listening and bye for now. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Internal Customer Handbook Podcast. Please subscribe and share with friends. Want to send an email for the mailbag segment? I'd love to answer your work culture questions or hear your bad boss or toxic workplace stories to be shared right here on the podcast. Email me at wendy at yourhappyworkplace.com. Want to support the podcast and my work? Contribute at throwconfettiatme.com. Yes, you heard that right. Throwconfettiatme.com. It's an actual website. My dog agrees. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.